So like a pet peeve that I have is traffic. You don't like traffic? No. Like it's one thing if there's construction and things are being moved around, but how like on the highway are people just stopped? Like dead stop. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work for me. Um I don't have many, but like uh timeliness. Being on time. Mm. Even though I be late sometimes, but let me see what else what else I don't like and strength about. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty pretty much laid back dude. Um commitment. If you're gonna commit to something, do it mm-hmm. and do it right. I hate okay. I hate having to go behind people and correct a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I understand correcting some things, but if I don't talk to you, yeah, 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 and then um, I correct you, and then you go back and do the same thing again. Oh my God, that's <laughs> so frustrating. That, that's I'd be like wanting to cry. Oh. For me, because I'm like, I know you're smarter than this. Yeah. But you're not proving it to me right now. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, wow. Welcome, everyone. This hey. is our MTZ Overflow podcast. Overflow. I'm your host, Cassandra Thorpe, and this, uh, my pet peeve is traffic. And this is our pastor, Marcus, Dr. Marcus Allen Sr. And his pet peeve is commitment right <laughs> gotta be committed gotta be committed and, and teachable this, and teachable and when i teach you mm-hmm. learn be a student yes be a student which we can say that's what ruth is trying to do with naomi is to learn trying from to learn. her she is uh so this week we're talking about ruth chapter 1 16 through 17 we're in our sermon series thank of God for the the, village. Thank God for the Village, yes. uh, talking about I Need You to Survive. Right. And so give us some, who who is Ruth, who is Naomi, just kind of a background of the people. We In the sermon, you discuss what's going on previously in the text, but who, who are Ruth and Naomi? Right. Well, Naomi is... Um She's um at this time in, in the text, you know, she's married. Um, she leaves her. She has two sons. She leaves um, Israel, you know, Bethlehem. She leaves there to go to Moab because there is a famine in the land. And while she's in Moab, her husband dies. Mm. Her two sons then marry two women. Opah, Orpah, and Ruth, Moabite women's, mm-hmm. and uh, sometime later, the two sons die. Right, mm-hmm. and so this this is um, in those days. Number one, Israelites didn't believe in mixing races. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So for her to leave Bethlehem was actually going against who God is, mm-hmm. Naomi, right? 
Now, for her to leave Naomi and Lisa and her husband, um, for her to leave, that was really them turning their back on their people or mm-hmm. turning their back on their God. Um, for her to leave was wrong. Um, two, for them to marry outside of her sons, to marry outside of their race, that was, that was wrong. And then the hardship of those times for widows, it was difficult, especially when they didn't have a son to fill the void of her husband. Mm-hmm. So it was a real patriarchal, uh, patriarchal system that they have. And you know, the man that hit the household, doing everything needed for the family. But if the husband was to die, you know, the son, mm-hmm. they'll step up and take care of their mom. Um, but now Ruth is left with nothing, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, she has no husband, and both her sons are are dead. And so, this is where we really arrive at in the text when mm-hmm. Ruth and Naomi began to talk to each other. So, so I was trying to um, nature survive because this Sunday we invited sororities and fraternities to come to the church and uh, just looking at. You know these these words that Ruth gives to Naomi about her loyalty or her commitment to her is some similar that sororities and fraternities go to when they uh, pledge or or initiation process that mm-hmm. they go through, and so trying to make the word of God applicable to those who were in the audience, mm-hmm. and um, and they're trying to make it plain, make it relatable, um, that and and then also you know during this month of Black History. We want to honor these organizations mm-hmm. too, because when we talk about Black history, they're often left out mm-hmm. as organizations. When many people who have done a lot of great things in the African American community come from either the Black Church mm-hmm. or Black fraternities and sororities, mm-hmm. you feel me? Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, just you know, he was an alpha and he and he was a preacher. And we look at this movement. Um, civil rights movement and we look uh, throughout um, just history you know uh, I'm thinking to write a paper on this too um, on the black church we look out through history uh, it was the black church that's played a pivotal role in the liberation of our people mm-hmm. um, and so um, I think normally you know the black sororities and fraternities are left out and so we had that chance to honor them on Sunday ourselves. so I thought that was great so I was trying to relate Right. This story so people be able to understand uh, what went on then is applicable to what goes on right now. Right. And so yeah, that's what it, and so that's that's Ruth and Naomi, main characters uh, of the text. And um that's just that that story. Yeah. Uh have you ever or did you ever think of pledging? Yeah. But you know, um I was older, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm wanted to pledge. I ain't gonna say what I wanted to pledge because I don't want people to come up to me. That's safe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, As you look good in this and this know, color. Every Sunday. I can't I have to avoid certain colors not to get that. You looking good in that. Uh, so I try to stay neutral, you know. Um but um it was a time in Virginia where I was really pursuing it. And then they start making you do all this 
these unnecessary things. I'm like, yo, I'm too, I'm too grown mm-hmm. uh, to be doing this for somebody else, and I really do need to be doing this for my family. So, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's it's great. I think it's great to some to, to um, gain brotherhood, sisterhood mm-hmm. outside of your blood brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I think it's a you know all of them speak to servitude, mm-hmm. um, scholarship, um, and so those are a lot of things that um, that I stand by myself, and so. Um, I'm not knocking, not mm-hmm. one bit, but just the initiation process is something that I don't want to endure. <laughs> now I pay my dues and show up to meetings. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Got to skip over the initiation. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but no, no, this is no. So it's not something that's like urgent on me now. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, no, I, I. I'll say probably when I was older, I thought about it mm-hmm. similarly because my school didn't have mm-hmm. didn't have um, the divine nine. There okay. were a couple other Greek organizations, gotcha. um, but not no, not the divine nine. Nothing even really close. And uh, but then as I got older and I was learning more about it, I was like, oh okay, like I see this. You have connection. This is this is my sword. This is my frat <laughs> brother. Like hearing it everywhere, and I'm like, oh, that's like a really great network. And, right. You know, people, it's never too late. You can come and and I was like, well, I don't feel, I don't want to feel restricted by my colors. You know, I got green on today. I wore red yesterday. I might wear blue tomorrow. And I just, <laughs> I just don't want anyone to uh, to feel any type of way. But I think at least being associated by one degree and and hearing about the organizations and the passion and the, yeah. and the networks that exist, uh, it's helpful to just be aware and knowledgeable of that i think if obviously if i went to a different school it'd be a different story but mm-hmm. um being an athlete definitely impacted kind of um that as well just with the commitment that comes from right. having to do all the workouts and practices and then i gotta go rush as well mm-hmm. something was gonna have to give right i probably would have failed out i would have i would have been in a sorority failed out of school well, <laughs> and uh, many that, pledge but don't have a degree Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we where we show up in the text. This is where, uh, so as we said, Naomi's uh, essentially her family nucleus has passed. Um, do we know how long it was from when her husband passed to when her sons passed? Um, no, not um. I haven't seen the exact time. I just know the time before. I think it's about, I think it's about ten years mm-hmm. when, from them leaving Bethlehem and then returning. Okay, so I think it's, it's that's about ten years total. But I'm not for sure. Like, dad dies, mm-hmm. sons dies. I'm not for sure the chronological order of that. Okay, because I, I was thinking of the grieving process of how mm-hmm. all of this is going. As you were talking about the tradition of the son stepping up and taking on that role of husband for the mother, just how the son's now, you know, grieving the loss of their father. Now I got to have a wife and I'm taking care of my mother. And then when I'm no biblical facts here at all, oldest son passes away. Then the next son he's taken on. So grieving Mm -hmm. that he passes. Now you've had someone who's filled a void twice pass. So you've grieved Overly, uh, um, like three times now of the same position right. being removed. 
And just thinking of how these women are probably so confused, right? We don't have modern medicine mm-hmm. that, it, that we have where it's like, oh, I can pinpoint it to this. Right. It could have been something as simple now as food poisoning that they may have had just to know how to treat it. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have, you know, had an encounter with an animal. Some, like, there's just things that we just don't know. Um, but the grieving process and how these women clung together, I thought was really important uh, kind of to the to the Greeks and how they go through that process, right? They go through the fire together mm-hmm. and you are committed to your line. Like whatever they right. need, you are there because you've had this shared experience mm-hmm. of um, kind of a little bit of loss, a little bit of um, team building, dependability that that's structured to create that, that lifelong bond within the organizations. Um, but thinking about kind of this like 10 year period and coming back, you, you, you express your biblical imagination here of how the, the, these three women head back to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. How, how long is that journey? Yeah, it's about 20, 30 miles. So 20 to 30 miles. On foot. Oh. oh. Yeah. Or, you know, some type of animal, you know, and like they driving mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they so they're traveling um 20 30 miles from moab to 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 bethlehem and and yeah and so we get to when they get back to bethlehem and and naomi's telling them to go like i don't have any i don't have any sons, yeah, no. i don't have any money yeah so so yeah so be, before they get there you no know, she's She's um there you can see this trio of women mm-hmm. um confused, mm-hmm. sad, sorrowful, filled with grief. Mm-hmm. And um they all are staying together. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that was that because they had shared experience. Mm-hmm. So they're sticking together. And um Naomi under I I feel she understood what she went through coming to a foreign country. Mm-hmm. And she suggests, I don't want these girls to go through this. Mm-hmm. So she said, hey, now go back home to your mother's house. <laughs> yeah. And no, she didn't say go to your father's house. Um, she said go to your mother's house because mm-hmm. she, no, it was just, it was a way of saying, um, go marry again. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, uh, no, no, no. Break, break down a, that down a bit more. Yeah, because, you know, no, like, so they look at it that the culture is so masculine, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and and so the parents are responsible for arranging marriages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so, uh, her releasing them to the feminine portion of the family is saying it's all right to marry again. Okay. Right, I say go home to your daddy. Like go home, and let your daddy take care of you. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she says, go to your mother's house. Mm-hmm. That's to say, go remarry. Um, um, and she understanding being a foreigner from Bethlehem going to um, Moab. You no, know, that's challenging. You know, people probably looking at her different because she looked different from them. She talked different. Probably had a different dialect. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and now these ladies are going with her to a different place, and she understands that these people might not receive them mm-hmm. when they come. So she said, hey, go back home. They they said, no, no, we stand with you. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we, 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 we're with you to the end. We, we, we're going to stick right by your side. And then Naomi gives another speech. That's the first speech. Go home. Y'all don't want to go. You don't have to go with me. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? Then a second speech. And then they, the lady said, no, we are staying. We're going mm-hmm. to remain with you. Then the second speech, she said, well, <clears throat> pretty much, let me paraphrase. She said, what do I have to give you? I have nothing. I'm too old to have a husband. And if I was to have a child on tonight, would you wait for mm-hmm. him to become a man to marry him? Orpah, she hear these words probably was teetering already on should she go home or should she go with Naomi and after Naomi makes this plea she returns to her people now there's nothing that we should judge Oprah on right right we, we can't judge her for her actions um like I said that back then even now your culture meant everything mm-hmm. and and going to a leaving um your country and going to another country it was as if you're forsaking, mm-hmm. degrading, pushing to the side your nation and your country and your values mm-hmm. to accept someone else's, and and so that's why, that's why I know you we we don't have to, we can't judge Oprah, you know, mm-hmm. for for her actions. We commend her, right? She was mm-hmm. she was willing to stay with with her people, mm-hmm. and uh, she chumped deuces like I'll let y'all know. <laughs> the Bible says, I don't know if the Bible was being petty or what, but it says, <laughs> Oprah kissed her goodbye. Like, like <laughs> I'm thinking like a, like a, like a peace out kiss. Like, peace a, out. <laughs> no. see, she may have kissed her on the cheek. Oh, okay. <laughs> she kissed her goodbye. But then the Bible was petty. It says, but Ruth clung to her. Mm-hmm. Oprah said, yo, um, yeah, your, your husband died, my husband died, um, I'm going to go home, I'll see you at another time, but Ruth grabs her, mm-hmm. clings, holds her tightly, embraces her uh, closely, and says, hey, I'm going to stay with you. And so that's why the point, first point of the text is, no, um, she remained even though Naomi had nothing to give her. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Naomi mm-hmm. said, yo, I can't, I can't give you anything. If I give you something, are you willing to wait? Right? And, and something, and we need friends like that. We definitely We do. need people in our lives that are able to remain with us even when we don't have anything to give them in return. When we've poured out everything we need someone to still be willing to stand with us and be by our side. And so this is who Ruth is to Naomi. It's it's a remarkable picture of of togetherness and unity and, and Ruth the sign, yo, I'm going to stay with you even though you have nothing to give me. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I want to make note of the point that you made about uh, Orpa and how she 
how she her culture was her her culture mattered and and how that was important to her because i think so many times with this text orpa is dismissed or shunned or looked down upon because she didn't stay with naomi mm-hmm. and it's like oh don't be like her and leave right. be more like ruth and stay uh, and so that that's always been something that's in my mind on my heart whenever i read this and like I, there's probably more that's into it that we don't know from from the text because if if orpah's going all the way there i'm sure naomi's been talking about this this whole trip Right, she's been laying it on. Why are you coming? You know, they may have gotten into it a couple times. We don't know, but it's there's no hard feelings, and I think that's what's really important about that relationship. Um, taking a pause, because right, we don't know if they come back together at all. And so then we have Ruth clinging, remaining, staying, and the importance of having people mm-hmm. in our lives that do that and her relentless commitment uh, to Naomi. Uh, and we say that Ruth, or you say, <coughs> Ruth commits with no limits. What does it mean to commit with with no limits? Right, you know, you play spades. Not very well. Oh, my God. So, okay, well, first of all, first of all, first of all, <coughs> So my mother didn't want to teach us. Not out of anything vindictive, Mm -hmm. but my mom is a very big competitor. Okay. And so teaching us meant potentially losing. Okay, I got you. And so that wasn't an option for us. But I understand the game and and all that, yes. So in spades, no. um, My family don't play this way, but I learned this, this way of playing was that in the army? Yeah. So this thing called a blind six. Mm-hmm. You heard of that? Yes. A blind six. That So before you ever receive your cards, before you ever know what's in your hand, you commit already to getting six books. Now, if you get six books, you get 120 points when you would normally only get 60 points. Mm-hmm. And so, you, and I think like you have to be down in order to go for a blind six. You're committing to something without knowing the outcome, right? Mm. And so this is this is Ruth. She commits with no limits, which means I'm going all the way with you, even though I don't I don't know what's going to come. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm giving my all just to be with you. It's this her words right are so poetic. She say, um, where you go, I go. Where you lodge, I lodge. Your people, my people. Your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if anything, but death parts me from you. This, These words are so poetic. Um, that that I never really thought about using these um, at wedding ceremonies. Hmm. So I'm gonna start using these words. You should. <laughs> that would actually be that would yes at, at a wedding ceremony because it's it's so poetic because she commits fully and completely to Naomi. She said, "I'm going wherever you go, and wherever you live, that's where I will live." 
your God will become my God. You know, every country had their own God back then. Mm -hmm. But we believe that the God of Israel is the one and true God. And so all other countries had multiple gods, but we are just this, this, the, um, at this time, they believe in the one true God, which is the God of the children of Israel. And she said, I'm forsaking my God for your God. That's mm -hmm. major. Mm -hmm. That's like uh, someone who's a Muslim said, now I'm going to be a Christian mm -hmm. because I want to be with you. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, so she commits to that. And, and she said, matter of fact, um, when you die, I'm going to be buried right with you. So everything we went through in life, <laughs> even when we die, I'll be right there by your side. Mm -hmm. What level of commitment, right? She commits with no limit. She, not, she does not say, I'm going and I'm bringing all of this with me. Mm -hmm. She does not say, I'm going with you, uh, but I'm going to do my own thing when I get there. I'm going to continue to serve my God. I'm going to continue to do uh, who I am. But she says, I'm forsaking everything about me for the sake of being with you. Those are marriage words right there. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I don't want anything but you. That, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm experiencing. And, and this is Naomi. This is Ruth telling Naomi these words um, where she commits herself fully and completely um, to Naomi and letting her know all that I am is is going to be because of you, and whatever I do is because of you. Um, you know, she don't even say I love you in these words, but you, but the actions present this level of love that's incomparable, that's unmatched, because she says I'm fully committed to you, and nothing will stop me from doing that, and she makes a vow. She makes a vow. She says all this and she makes a vow. And our vow says, the Lord do so to me and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. <laughs> she, 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 she said, yo, if, if I don't commit, if I don't commit to what I'm saying, mm -hmm. let the Lord handle me. Hmm. It, this, this level of commitment. Um. It's you know it's 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 true, and to think that they wasn't even blood. Now, I'm, no, of course I I'm gonna give this commitment to my wife. I'm give this commitment to my family. Mm -hmm. I'm give this commitment to my my mom and my dad. Mm -hmm. But to give this commitment to my mother-in-law, mm -hmm. you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it, it speaks to. Not only Ruth, but Naomi. It speaks to what type of woman she was that Ruth decides, I need to be with you. Mm -hmm. I'm, for, I'm leaving my mother. Matter of fact, she was saying, you're my mother now. Mm -hmm. It speaks to who, who the woman Naomi really is. Um, to... Um, to get this commitment from somebody who was not blood. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty that's powerful, mm -hmm. right? That like 
if anything comes between us, let God take care of me. And I don't think we approach relationships of any kind like that. Right. I think we're always, we're trying to find a way out. Mm-hmm. One foot out, any reason to be like, oh, this isn't working. Right. And to see the the level of commitment that Ruth is having to Naomi and, and the relationship and what she sees in her and what she wants to glean from her. Because it, you know, when you, when a woman gets married in these times, well, even, even now you leave your family and you cling to mm-hmm. your husband and his family. So, for her, she's continuing to follow follow that out. Where, um, you know, if she hadn't, I don't, I think it would have been fine. But she right. was committed to. She had a choice. Mm-hmm. She she, did. she yeah, had a did. choice, and 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 the choice she decided was commitment to mm-hmm. Naomi. Right. It doesn't give us the reason why. It's not to say Naomi loved her, or Naomi cook real good (laughs) 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 or Naomi was good at back massages it doesn't give us the reason for it but it has to be something if we look at this Naomi had to possess something that Naomi that Ruth needed and that she couldn't get from anyone else you feel me Mm. Mm. (laughs) She had to have something that Ruth needed that no one else could supply her. That that just dives deeper into something else about just knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Having taken that time to know what you need and where mm-hmm. to get it. Um, and then you pose the question of what do you do when your faithfulness goes unnoticed? Uh, kind of talking about the relentlessness of right. uh, of having having relentless relentless <clears throat> commitment, <laughs> hey. uh, having the commitment like Ruth. Right. So, so what happens? She spills her guts. Right. Mm-hmm. She lays it all out. She gives this very poetic saying that lives forever. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it'll go through eternity because mm-hmm. the words are so applicable. Um, today as they were when it was initially written and so they walk 20 or a ride of beasts it doesn't say how they get there transported 20 30 miles to Bethlehem when they get there everybody in the city they say oh it's Naomi right they come running it's Naomi Naomi has come home everybody's mm-hmm. excited Naomi say yo mm don't call me Naomi. Call me Myra. Cause the, and Myra means bitter. Mm-hmm. She says, call me bitter. Why? I went out full. And I came back empty. Mm-hmm. As to say, when she returned, she had nothing. I'm pretty sure Ruth is somewhere in the area when she's telling these people (laughs) (laughs) like uh i'm nothing now you know you feel what i'm Mm -hmm. saying uh so so her her faithfulness it seemed as if her faithfulness went unnoticed um it was unappreciated right Mm -hmm. because 
Ruth came all the way, could have stayed with her family, could have stayed with her country, but she decided to come with Naomi. And Naomi, uh, also Naomi, uh, fails to speak to Ruth the whole journey. Mm-hmm. After Ruth spills her guts, she says nothing. And then when she opens her mouth, according to the text, she says n- nothing. So she says nothing to her for 20, 30 miles. Then she says nothing about her when she opens her mouth. <laughs> so it's, yeah, 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 it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Naomi, she's bitter, she's upset. Um, and, and she's, um, she, she like, I had it all before I left. Mm-hmm. But when I came back, now I have nothing because I have no husband, nor do I have any sons. All I have is just little more by girl. <laughs> and what can she do for me? Right, because she is not as if at this time Ruth has children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is it's so interesting how looking at it from each perspective, like we see Ruth committed. She's here. She's, yes, I have left. Your God is my God, Naomi. And Naomi literally wants nothing to do with her <laughs> like li- <laughs> right. like i'm not going to talk to you for 30 miles the first thing i say is that i have nothing yet yeah, you walked with me you we got here together right but no i don't want anything to do with you you should go you should have gone back with orpah come back to your mother's house just the um like you Whenever I read this text, I feel like Naomi just wanted to be alone. She right. wanted to be forgotten about. She just wanted to to just get old, die in peace. And when she comes back and the people are excited, it makes you wonder like what that relationship was before she left. Mm-hmm. Right? What was her what was her connection with the village or or her people? Um, it had to be great. She, right? It had to be great because they so, they happy. They're happy. They're not, um, not being like, oh, now you come back. Mm-hmm. Must not have been so great over there. They're they're happy, which means that they were probably sad but happy that she when she left. Like we want the best for you, mm-hmm. and to to come back and be completely empty. Like to come into that and not have anything to maybe show for it. Um, I can see where that that puts Naomi in a position of just like, just leave me alone. Forget about mm-hmm. me. Don't talk to me. Yeah, so yeah, just think about that, you know. So she had to be, you know, a woman of good character mm-hmm. because the people met her at the gate when she got there. Yeah. And, you know, if, she, if, if, if they didn't want her there, um, they would have closed the gate on them. But they came, they pretty much celebrating her being back with them. And so we look at Naomi again, attribute of hers is that, you know, people cling to her. And um, and Ruth, she did it, but it goes unnoticed mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. It goes unnoticed in this moment, but it uh, it'll turn around. It does. <laughs> it turns around. Um, and so, third point, we talk about um, being rewarded for our faithfulness, mm-hmm. and uh, we meet the. <laughs> the man that all women want and the man that all men want to be. <laughs> Boaz. 
<laughs> and he's asking, you know, we have Ruth, she's she's doing work. And I also appreciate that about Ruth. She's not afraid to get, get her hands dirty. Right. You know what I mean? So she's out here working. And Boaz owns the fields and he's like, oh, who's that lady? Uh, and asking about about Bo, uh, Ruth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was wondering, <laughs> you don't have to answer this, and I, um, but uh, how did you meet First Lady? Did you ask someone about, hey, who, who's, <laughs> who's that singer over there? <laughs> well, well, it was, uh, it was crazy because I was, at, I was in the army, she was in the army. Um, it was that, uh, that, um, Invisible providential hand of God. <laughs> so I was in a unit. I was in an infantry unit, um, and and um, and they were creating. The army was transforming, realigning what they call uh, brigade brigade combat teams, mm-hmm. and so it was. Cre- they were creating a whole nother brigade at uh Fort Campbell a whole nother mm. brigade so they had three and they was making four and so uh in order to keep continuity within the brigade they wanted people who had um more than four years of service left on their contracts to be in this new brigade because mm-hmm. you know they were going they were going every other year they were going to be on rotation mm-hmm. going in and out of Iraq Afghanistan however at that time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I wanted to stay in the army or get out. And so, if you didn't have four years left, they were moving you to other units mm-hmm. on on post. And so, they sent me down to this. Um, it was at the time it was a signal where they do like radios and telephone battalion. Then they turn over to um, they transform into a support battalion. And so when I went down there, um, Tara was, um, she was working in the admin office doing like administration work and checking everybody in and stuff. And she was this little lady and she had real short hair and it was against army regulations because it was like burgundy or blonde or mm-hmm. something. It was like real short. And then she had contacts and little hazel contacts. <laughs> um, and so, um, that's how we met, you know, just, and we just started talking and stuff, and that's basically, yeah. You kept misfiling your paperwork. No. This is always a new unit. <laughs> so what happened was we, we didn't have a lot of work because we didn't have vehicles, we didn't have weapons, mm-hmm. we didn't have an office space for real, we, we didn't have anything, so we just come in, exercise, and then they sent us home. <laughs> <laughs> Except Terry, so, because she was working in our uh-huh. office. And, um, uh, so that's basically how we met, and you know, just just being around each other and stuff like that. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, okay. Um, yeah, so this, yeah, this is like, but in this story, boy, it's mm-hmm. like yo, who that? Uh, <laughs> uh, who who is this Ruthie lady working in the fields like this? Oh, and she had to look cute or something. Want, you know, she probably had something about our appearance mm-hmm. that drew him um, to her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was something for you. It was short, blonde hair, and hazel eyes. <laughs> and for Boaz, it could have been whatever Ruth was wearing that, that day. Um, but I think what's really uh, kind of tying this this point together is just like Ruth's faithfulness, right? This right. 
leaving leaving her her family, her culture, um, to come with Naomi, being faithful to her, um, being doing everything a daughter would, to finding her husband and then being in the lineage of Jesus. Right. So if any of that had gone away, she would not be in this in this at all. It's 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 remarkable. Um, this story is so remarkable because, um, like I said, she's faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, she connects to Ruth. Then whatever Ruth tells her to do, she commits to doing it. And and God sends Boaz. Mm-hmm. And when Boaz acts about her, people are only talking about what she had done for Naomi. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Boaz say, yo, if she can be that committed to this woman, I'm pretty sure she can be committed to me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If she can be this committed um, in sorrow and in pain to this lady, have no connection to her. Because that's what, you no, know, that's what the foreman told me, yo, that's, that's, that's rude. You know, she, she left her whole family to come and be with Naomi. Mm-hmm. And and I'm pretty sure the only person that could really tell that story was Naomi. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. Naomi does not say a word to Ruth for 20 or 30 miles. But she's saying words about Ruth all around the city. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's how, because she's the only one who knows the story or the verb the words that she used to express herself to her, to Naomi. And so she's the only one that's sharing this mm-hmm. with the people. And that's the word around town. That's Ruth, the one who stuck by Naomi, the one who committed herself to Naomi. She checked, she left her whole country behind just to be with her. And now look at the reward. She's now connected forever. She's not a Jew, but but she becomes the grandmother of David, right? Mm-hmm. David, the greatest king in Israel's history that they love the most. Uh, Ruth, a Moabite woman, falls in the lineage of Jesus Christ. It's crazy. It's a crazy story, but it is... Um, but it speaks to the faithfulness. No, she's a foreigner. She doesn't belong there. But God was able to bless her because of her faithfulness. And the story really speaks to all of us that if we're faithful over what we have and what God has given us, God will bless us and reward us beyond what we could ever imagine. I'm pretty sure Ruth never imagined her name or having a whole book in the Bible after her. Mm-mm. And her name living through eternity for the rest rest of our days, because we will call her name, mm-hmm. um, because her story is so is so incredible. Wow, mm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just just it's a continued reminder of right. Ruth's not doing any of this for right. notoriety, right? That's not what she's doing. She it's committed to Naomi because of her faithfulness and the woman that Naomi is and what she wants to glean from her. Right. And 
think we need to take away from that like to be committed and knowing that even though we may not see something immediately mm-hmm. it's all working for our good and it will and we will see the fruit uh, of being committed in our faithfulness so um, those are my last words do you have any last um, words for the people? I, yeah I think I think um, go go back read book of Ruth and short book small book but it's very impactful you can see her life and see um the story is filled with pain and sorrow Mm -hmm. but also um celebration and but you see the commitment and you see the reward for being faithful i would say god says he if you remain faithful over a few things he'll make you rule over many Mm -hmm. she was faithful to Naomi faithful in the field and now she married the man who owns the field <laughs> you feel so, so because of her faithfulness yes, you know, God yes. blesses us and, and sometimes we don't want to stay faithful like you were saying when, especially with relationships we look for things to void our faithfulness and and once those things arrive, we are oh, gotcha. I don't have to do it now. Yep. But Naomi said, I'm sticking it out. I'm staying with you. So if you're listening, remain faithful to your job, spouse, friends, family, diet, <laughs> <laughs> exercising. Because if you remain faithful, there is a reward. Finally, and I'm finished. Big thing CrossFit gym. As you exit the building, there's a big sign on the door that says, "Just keep showing up. Mm-hmm. Just keep showing up, because if you keep showing up, you're going to see improvement. If you keep showing up, you're going to gain the confidence to climb ropes, swing from pull-up bars. Mm-hmm. Um, if you keep showing up, whatever you don't go if you are not faithful and, and you're not committed um, there are also results of that too so just keep showing up and the more you show up the more strength that you'll gain yeah god bless you keep showing up this is the end of our podcast this episode thank you so much for joining us uh i'm your host cassandra always a great time with the reverend dr marcus allen Have a wonderful week and stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace.